0: Please listen carefully.
1: And now, live from the Lending Library in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast featuring two lugubrious and loquacious guys who just found a thesaurus Kevin and Mikey.
0: everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And hey, Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, it's time for Nerd Alerts.
1: Nerd Alerts. Nerd Alerts. Nerd de Nerd Alerts. Nerd Alerts.
0: And for the latest in pop culture and nerd geek news, we head over to the Nerd Desk <laughs> where Mikey has his laptop at the ready. I'm surrounded by monitors and screens and information
1: and ticker tape as always. <laughs> now, this is for June. Uh it's crazy. We're getting into the summer months. There's stuff going on, there's stuff coming. We're, like mm-hmm. we're in the middle of the Writers Guild. Oh, there's a strike. Yeah. Writers Guild strike. Exactly. Again. Which, which we are in support of. It is weird because I do remember living through the first one way back in two
0: thousand eight. Yeah, well, there's is that there's been more than that one though. There's been multiple.
1: That was the last one I remember that was as big as this one seems right. because it like shut down shows
0: and shows mm-hmm. went away and some never came back. And a lot of people became like legendary heroes within the entertainment world. Yes. Didn't Conan O'Brien just pull from his own money to keep all his people employed, the, I think? Yep. And
1: that's when uh, Neil Patrick Harris and all that crew did uh, Dr. Horrible Dr. sing-along Horrible, to yeah. like, make
0: up and like create content that mm-hmm. was
1: within the guidelines.
0: Right. Yeah. It's very interesting because it was... Uh, but I don't hear about any of that happening right now. I don't think it'll have that same... I, th- I, th- I still think it'll be impactful and I support the writers
1: 100%. But I don't think... Because like broadcast TV and like appointment viewing isn't as much of a deal as it was last time. Yeah, I, I think know. that's gonna be a, a different variable this time. I mean Conan doesn't even have a TV show
0: anymore. <laughs> nope. He's a become a podcaster
1: like us. It is funny how guys like him have been showing up in support of this. Like Jay
0: Leno, oh, Brian yeah.
1: Cranston, all the Pedro Pascal, they've been like bringing donuts and, you know, standing yeah. in lines with people.
0: Now that I haven't heard much about how that affects like reality shows and stuff. <laughs> because every time, like, in the credits of reality shows, they do have writers. True. On that, which makes you go like, wow, do they have writers? I'm so <laughs> To punch it up. The things that really happened. No way. Yeah, the, the event's scripted at it all. It's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> no, that is funny. Like, yeah. Um, there are reports of, like uh the creators for Andor season two said hey like our writing is done so we're still on schedule mm. they're still supportive but they have stuff in the bank and i right. imagine a lot of streaming companies as well have like especially with all the cancellations and things mm. they've been putting in the in the ringer that they have at least a backup of some sort right but it's it's curious to see how it goes
0: yeah it's i don't like how these machines treat artists and creatives Since we're artists and creatives and we know how we get treated. Yes. uh, No, absolutely. Versus like an engineer. I mean, just because they make bridges stay up doesn't make (laughs) them more important.
1: (laughs) But it is exciting when things like this happen because the reason it's such a conflict is because it's new technology and the balance of it hasn't really been figured out. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, there is a bad guy in this situation, but it's mm-hmm. also just it's new territory for everybody involved. Yeah. So it's time to figure it out. Yeah. And so that's better for the way going forward. But mm-hmm. yeah, why weren't they getting paid right in the first place? Come on now. We like original content. We mm-hmm. like writers. Mm-hmm. We need them. If not, we're just going to get
0: uh, remakes uh, about the things that I'm uh, about to bring up for Nerd Alerts. Or Chad GTP writing stuff. <laughs> yes. Which I understand is like very boring. It seems like yep. a very boring person wrote something for you. <laughs> very much so, yeah.
1: And they're talking about how uh, they're using AI to do audiobooks now, mm-hmm. which works, but it's like a, it's a robot reading a book, so it can only work so well. It still well.
0: sounds funny to me. I don't care how good they get with it. There's still something. In, I hear something in there. I hear something uncanny. Uncanny Valley. Sometimes. It doesn't say things properly. I still think it's so funny that Uncanny Valley is if you
1: believe I, I mean I don't know I, I I, don't know the studies that prove this but they mm-hmm. say the reason that Uncanny Valley works is because it's like a natural instinct like there's something wrong about the the predator or prey that you're interacting right. with and so you are, are your hair stand up just because mm-hmm. of that little thing that's off yeah weird but speaking of weird and speaking of the trailer because that's what I like to put up atop at uh, the weirdest trailer dropped we got a trailer for Twisted Metal the yeah, TV show I know we had mentioned the name on a previous Nerd Alerts, but now this is our first chance of looking at it.
0: So interesting. When, I think it's been like ten, a good 10 years since the last one came out or something like that. Oh, yeah. And the game for sure. Yeah. And there's way more of them than you ever thought there were. <laughs> That's true. I mean, when I think Twisted Mental, I think the original 95 drop. That's it. That I was playing on breaks in Toys R Us. That's it. On the PlayStation there. And I, I mean, a lot of people love that
1: game, but I guarantee you if you did a pop quiz, like what's the game, like what's the story behind the game? Most people would be like, uh, cars and angry people yeah, and shooting at each other mm-hmm. because that's really what it is. It's a battle royale. Yeah. Uh, somebody on Reddit had this take is like, I don't want a story about characters in between battles. And that's, it seems like what we're going to get with a TV show. This would work better as a movie because it's a fighting tournament. You will not get right. any, as many rounds of the tournament in movie form, but as a TV show. It seems like they're going to add a bunch of BS.
0: Yeah, it seems like, I mean, it's just the trailer's not very long, yes. but it looks like it's some post-apocalyptic world where everyone's running around in Mad Max vehicles. Mad Max on steroids. Pretty and much. I never really, I mean, I think some of the later ones might have delved into it, but I always got the vibe that this was just like car wars. <laughs> yeah. It was just like an arena where people were fighting with souped up cars. That's it. And the end. Yeah. And I never thought more about it. That was fine enough for me. (laughs) And that, I mean, you didn't have to think more about it because that was the whole basis. And
1: I guess that's a point in its favor because the show could really go crazy with it because Mm. it's not like there's deep source material that they'd have to adhere to. Otherwise, nerds are going to get mad, you know, so that's a a thing in their favor. Uh, But points for this is that one of the writers is from Cobra Kai, Uh Michael Jonathan Smith. And uh, we got Anthony Mackie Yeah As the the main The the lead of the show That was fun Haven't seen him in a minute Good to see him back Will Arnett is rumored To be the voice of Sweet Tooth But with a a wrestler Named Samoa Joe Being the the body for it Samoa Joe Yeah Man, I, lo- AEW, yeah. <laughs> I love that coffee joint. It's the best. <laughs> Samoa Joe. <laughs> Island Coffee Man's hard to beat. <laughs> but Nev Campbell's in here, Thomas Hayden Church. Oh, Nev Campbell. Uh, Lou Beatty Jr. Wow, wow. They're pulling out all kinds of people. The creators of it, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, are the duo behind Zombieland and Deadpool. That right there is like, mm-hmm. okay, now I'll probably sit down and at least watch two of them. Yeah. Because Deadpool tons of fun zombie land mm-hmm. ridiculously send up of a zombie movie yeah. you know, like doesn't take itself seriously at all and if they're going to do this with carmageddon battle royale
0: kind of fun well they were playing len and <laughs> that's one of my one of my favorite 90s tunes <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: i was like i'm okay all right <laughs> you think he's gonna play something like hard Oh yeah, and he puts the line in. Nope. it's fun. Steal That's my pretty, sunshine. It's pretty funny,
1: and, and for a teaser, set, uh, really good job of setting the tone yeah. for what we're getting in the mood for. Yeah,
0: well, I don't know. I, I like, I'll watch. Uh, the is The thing is, is like to me, it's like I don't hold that much because I know they did like and Twisted Metals or something like that. Something around there, yeah. I lost track after like two. (laughs) And I know that there's some lore that's been established, but I don't really know what it is. Yep. And if I'm going to watch it, I'm not going to be like, they got this all wrong. I'll be like, okay. (laughs) And
1: the video game was so over the top, so I can only hope the show does
0: the same. Yeah. It's kind of hard not to just be like fast and furious, really. (laughs) But with like aliens and monsters. Yeah, I guess so.
1: Or at least weird people, killer yeah. clowns for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then our second trailer that I wanted to talk about comes courtesy of you. You sent this to me, so I wanted to bring mm-hmm. it up just so we could share it with the audience because it looks awesome, but it's Chevalier ah. coming to Hulu on 616. Wee. Oui, oui. The Hulu is the new news because before this, this is sort of a uh, more independent underground movie mm-hmm. that has been making the uh, festival circuit, the, mm-hmm. the film circuit. So it has been out in a theatrical lease since last year, but now it is coming to everybody on uh, June oh. 16th. Inspired by the incredible true story of composer Joseph Boulogne, Chevalier de saint George. saint George, Sorry, yeah. I'm, uh, that, oh, my pronunciation is terrible, but you're going to have to deal with it. He was the illegitimate son of an African slave And a French plantation owner Uh, Ballone, who's played by Kelvin Harrison Jr., looks great In the trailer Mm -hmm. Rises to improbable heights in French society As a celebrated violinist, composer, and fencer Complete with an ill-fated love affair And falling out with Mary Antoinette Yes it's, a, it's Black Mozart.
0: And it's true. And it's true. Yeah. And I had no idea about it. Neither did I. And this is what we've been talking about for the longest time. And I will die on this hill even if people think it's our <laughs> one controversial thing <laughs> I think that we really say because people are all for like the colorblind movement that's going on. Yeah. yeah. But I don't – you've already told me these stories with white people in them. So just telling me the same story again but like – look, but now they're not white. Yeah. It's like, okay, I don't care. I know that story already. You know, and it it seems like they're doing it for pandering slash political statements slash attention slash 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 slash. Yeah. And it's none of it's being done to tell a good or genuine story because you're telling me a story I already know. Even people are tired of the repetition of just that trope. Like, Hey, this was dudes. Let's
1: make it, or this was white dudes. Let's make it black dudes, or this was dudes. Let's make it chicks, yeah. or this was this. Let's make it the other thing, just to make it the other yeah, thing. Yeah,
0: it's just we've it's already not, seen that enough. Yeah, it's just not the controversy is dumb to me because we are one of our heroes. Podcasters, Bill Burr was making fun of it too, being like, "Why is everyone upset with Little Mermaid? She's a half a fish. <laughs> <laughs> She's half a fish. No fictional people have yeah, to be real. Yeah, so that's." that's goofy anyway. Yeah. But this is what we've been talking about. There are stories out there of people of color that we don't know. And I am a history buff and mm-hmm. I never heard of this guy in my life. Never. And I like when I saw this I'm like, are they just going are they just going like what if Mozart was black? But yeah. then I looked it up. No, there's like a painting of this guy. Yeah. This guy was real. And, and it's not like this, like when trail
1: tidbit of a story that they're blowing up into some big no, thing. It's like this is he documented. was legit. He was a
0: composer. His expertise in in music just made him rise to the top, mm-hmm. and and it was kind of odd because he was kind of a novelty a little bit, but because he was such a imposing and capable person, yes, that he like transcended the novelty at some point. You know, made it all all the way to the queen and all this. Absolutely. Uh, so it's a very interesting story and I want to see it because and I want to like kind of promote it because this is what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like I get it. I'm not saying like don't be inclusive. That's dumb. Yeah. And I'm not saying like don't tell stories with people of color in it because that's dumb too. Yeah. But what I'm saying is don't tell me the stories I already know and just be like oh but these people are played by different actors and it's like Okay, yeah, so what's it or who's it I mean we even we're even sitting there complaining about like, hey, let's we're gonna do Harry Potter again. <laughs> and we're sitting there going, I don't even I, I wouldn't even care like take this whole cultural like uh, or ethnic casting off the table. Yeah, if they're doing Harry Potter again, they're like, it's all the same color people we had before. I used to be like, no, don't do that again. <laughs> yeah these these people are iconic yeah. who've done it. Tell me a new story. That's why it was like you know they're like fantastic be' good. Yeah, go into that. Mm-hmm. You know, the, tell us these other things that are going on. Expand the universe. Yeah, but just doing it over again is is goofy. So this is great. This sounds great. This seems great. I want this to be big and successful because I want people to start combing history for people like this. Absolutely. Like, let's find. Let's find these exceptional people of color throughout history yeah. and tell their story. Absolutely. And I even want, like, I'm one of those people who go to museums. Are you a person who goes to museums? Mm-hmm. I fell into the, the we went to an exhibit at the Dallas Museum of Art that was all about the Native Americans who were, like, in this area, like, very early. They had, it was, like, pre, you know, even the Spanish coming. Oh, okay. And they had a pretty big, almost empire over here. And it was talking about like their mythology and stuff. And their mythology sounded so interesting and so cool. And it would make like an awesome like movie or like it it was just as good as anything from Greek or Norse or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But we don't know about them because these were colonized and oppressed people. So I guess that's why. But now that's not a thing. Now people are trying to pull up and celebrate stuff. Yep. So pull that up and celebrate that. And we got all these great these great new Native American actors and stuff that are coming up. I mean, come on, let's do it. Let's <laughs> cuz they have like crazy cool stories that That's are right. just like the Norse and the Greek stories and they're just as fantastical and just as have cool things going on in it, and That's it? it'd be great. How and, cool would that be? Well,
1: it would be awesome. They have their own style of humor and their own sort of cultural relationships, like yeah. you're saying. That'd be fascinating just for that yeah, level I alone, know, right? But you made me realize, like that the obvious reason we don't have a bunch of those stories is the details are harder to track down, and you know, get the, the get the
0: full scoop on them as, right. as a more right. preserved story, I guess. Right. But they are coming out now. There's a lot of people doing this research. True, so I'm telling you entertainers, let's go in that direction. (laughs) And in order to keep it going, we have to go see Chevalier. Yes.
1: (laughs) Chevalier, sorry. I want to say it as Chevalier. Yeah. Which, uh, like I said, has been out in theater since April, but is coming to streaming on Hulu in June. So stream it up, get those numbers up, and we'll get more like this. Original, awesome stories that are familiar to us, but also new. For sure. I like it. But now that our trailer talk is over, uh, I want to bring back the, the cursed dice, because that was so much fun last time.
0: Uh. <laughs> oh, the D20, the choose your uh, own, your, well, you're not choosing your own, because... choose New your Bola.
1: Yeah, choose your own alert.
0: Instead of adventure, you're choosing your own alert. But then, <laughs> turn to page. <laughs> do we have 20 this time? We do. Oh, wow. I, we aren't going to hit them all, but we have enough to fill in the numbers. Yeah, right. I got gotcha. you. So we don't have to worry about like me getting over <laughs> rolling over on you. Yeah. I rolled an eleven.
1: An eleven. I have an eleven. And that is that Five Nights at Freddy's is coming from Bloom House. Oh. Universal Pictures will release Bloom House's Five Nights at Freddy's on Friday, October twenty seventh, this year. Oh wow. Uh, it's also going to, the movie will premiere the same time the new Fre- Five Nights at Freddy's game comes out. So oh, it's sort of a same day and date streaming and movie event. Mm. It's a, Bloomhouse is a horror movie producer. Yeah. They've done stuff like Megan, Black Phone, Invisible Man. Man, that uh, Megan was huge. Yeah. Creepy doll, man. Yeah. So yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's. I have to say, I know this tangentially and this mm-hmm. scares me and I like Bloomhouse. So I'm intrigued just by all the names, but.
0: I've heard your kids talk about this. I've heard yeah. you mention
1: this every once in a while. Yeah.
0: We've talked about this before. I think back when it was first announced that it was happening. Oh, okay. Yeah. About how it's like one of those things that parents had no idea what their kids were playing. <laughs> it was like way creepier and the lore was way <laughs> darker. And, but the parents were just like, hey, what's five nights at Friday, March for." Yeah, because
1: I saw it, it looks like Chuck that's and Cheese
0: gone just
1: creepy, like yeah. it's gotten taken over by ghosts or something. Yeah, it's the spirits of murdered children. Spirits of murdered children. Yeah.
0: Okay, more
1: intrigue. That makes it more <laughs> seem like more of a Bloom House thing. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what's going on. They're getting their revenge on their murderer. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know this is a huge phenom
1: for, for the youngins uh, or just for the niche of this because there's like, There's like fan fiction about Five Nights at Mm. Freddy's. There's like cartoon strips. Mm. I know it's a whole world. But Matthew Lillard's going to be in it. Joss Hutcherson, Elizabeth Lale, Cat Connor Sterling, Piper Rubio. Mary Stuart Masterson's in this. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, so like a a lot of old school horror names a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious to see because this is... It's its own world. It's its own franchise, but mm-hmm. I think the larger world has no idea what it's about. Mm-hmm. So it could be one of those things that it's a we we know of a phenomenon that's about to happen. Interesting, but Bloomhouse, give me give me some creepy uh, Chuck E. Cheese dolls. They're always creepy, even in real life. So
0: you'll yep. have to let me know. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't like horror movies. <laughs> we <laughs> might have to do. We might have to do like Mikey makes Kevin watch. Horror movies. Yeah.
1: No, Mikey makes Kevin listen to horror movies. You can sit over here and and cover your eyes. Cover
0: my eyes and look through the cracks in my fingers. Yep. But the
1: movie's still going to be playing, and I'm going to have it turned up real loud because I'm deaf. (laughs) So you'll get the blood-curdling screams
0: in real-life audio. That'd be a funny thing to do um, around Halloween time. There you go. We can do reassumptions of ones I've never seen before. Yep. I can even
1: pick up movies I know I love. Write
0: that down, Scott.
1: (laughs) Make a note. Write that down. And then roll the dice. Oh. Because that's it. Five Nights at Freddy's is coming. I rolled a four. A four. What do I have for number four? This makes it so more, more exciting. Sacco.
0: To hit. Uh, <laughs> to have assumed content <laughs> zero. Oh, what? Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> Uh, Number four is the tidbit that I learned. We've talked about Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse and that whole world. We've talked about the new, last time we talked about the announcement that Seth Rogen was putting out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem in Um, a similar style. uh, Number four Nerd Alerts is the tidbit that uh, Sony actually released three or four of the plugins that they used to make... Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse as open source. Oh, wow. So that studios like Seth Rogen's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Studios could use it to make their stuff. Oh, wow. And that's why there's sort of a little synergy in the stylist. Like when you look at the trailers, the styles are similar, mm-hmm. even though oh. the animation is, you know, unique to each property. Interesting. There's a lot of modern sort of everything's getting a facelift. Right. And it's because Sony went open source with some of the things they made just for Spider-Man. Wow. And I hadn't heard that in a minute. And so I just I sort of shouted it out. One, because it's two properties we like. And it's cool that like nerds are high up and open sourcing stuff still. Yeah.
0: There's a kind of movement in animation that I didn't really notice that was my kids turned me on to of uh, mixing 2D and 3D. Yes. Um, within the same thing for certain effects. And we had recently saw one. Well, I don't know if you, you've seen the. Adventures Wait. of Gumball? <laughs> no, the the, the the latest Puss in Boots movie.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Which has no right to be as good as it is. It really doesn't. It doesn't at all. <laughs> Especially with John Mulaney in there. <laughs> no offense to John Mulaney. I love John Mulaney. It's just f- funny that even like the the other, you know, there's, what is it? It's Salma Hayek, right? Selma Hayek. and yep. Antonio, Antonio Banderas And even they're like kind of like messing with their voices slightly. Yes. It's not just them. Yep. But John Mullaney's just like, I'm just going to do my voice, you know? I don't imagine he has any other voices. <laughs> it's like, this is John Mulaney. This is John Mulaney deeper. Yeah, I could just... It was just funny. It's like, that's John Mulaney. <laughs> um, but anyway, that movie has no right to be as good as it is. And it is. it does tons of blending of 2D and 3D within it. Absolutely, um, yeah. For uh, effects, and it, it does... Markedly looked really cool, and that is a that is a thing that's in the Into the Spider Verse a lot. Mm-hmm. Where they'll mix 2D and 3D animation together to create certain effects. It makes it look very comic booky. Yes, and that was the thing about that Puss in Boots movie is very arty looking. Mm-hmm. It's really neat. There's a lot more stuff. Even if uh, and which we will, we need to talk about this at some point, probably on the pod in length, is the the Star Wars Visions two. Mm -hmm. That's out, that they're having other studios other than Japan-based studios do. There's a lot of those in there that are very, they look like moving paintings. It's a real interesting thing that's going on right now with these filters. Yeah, yeah. and, And like you're saying, where it's just not like, oh, let's make this look as realistic as possible.
1: Especially since there's room for like more short form stuff. Yeah. Like, cause I remember going to animation festivals and you'd watch like this three minute like moving art piece and you wouldn't even know what it was about and then it'd just be over and you'd be like, what? Yeah. And it would serve no purpose like in the animated Hollywood, but I'm glad stuff like that's coming up. Yeah. Another factor to the whole like things looking a whole lot cooler these days is a lot of the team that's, on mutant mayhem also came from mitchell and the machines Mm. which was a sleeper hit that was amazingly animated and ended up being way better than the premise led you to believe so put some boots and mitchell and the machines go check them out
0: yeah
1: (laughs) and also go see teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem because somebody made the point that teenage mutant ninja turtles get away with basically fitting into any style you want them to that's true and that is true like the movies from the 90s don't look like the movies now, and the cartoon they did a couple years ago don't even look like the movies they did mm-hmm. before that. So,
0: As long as they're Ninja Turtles.
1: As long as they have the colors, the names, and pizza.
0: Yep. I think,
1: <laughs> those are the bullet points you have to hit.
0: In the weapons, the right weapons.
1: That's true. Oh, man, if you screwed up their weapons, like Michelangelo has swords, it's like, no! Burn it down! <laughs> Mix up the colors and the... His name is Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Give me a number! No. 14. 14. <laughs> du- 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 du. 14. Come on down. You're 14. You're
0: the next contestant
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> You're the next contestant on comic book news. <laughs> and that comic book news is that Nightcrawler is going to be the new Uncanny Spider-Man.
0: Nightcrawler is going to be the new Uncanny Spider-Man. Yes. Nightcrawler from X-Men? Yes. Is going to be Spider-Man? Yes. Why? Well, in my
1: notes, I have what, but why fits as well. (laughs) Yeah, I wrote out what? (laughs) You said why. That's the reaction. So they are going to be doing a comic book series, and it is going to be the Uncanny Spider-Man, but the canon events that they're doing is that Nightcrawler is stepping into the mantle. He's sort of gone from the circus. He's out on the X-Men, and he's... uh, I don't know what happened to Peter Parker, because apparently that's part of the storyline, you know. That's a spoiler that they don't give away on the Internet. I see. But it's now going to be Kurt Wagner. It's going to be Nightcrawler himself. Mm. It's just going to be Spider Man. And have both powers. Oh. Because the suit has the powers and he has his BAMP powers still.
0: Oh, crazy. What if Spider-Man could teleport? <laughs>
1: is Nightcrawler really doing this for the thrill, or is he hiding? Is it easier to put on a mask and punch some villains in the nose than it is to stare trauma in the eye? Mm. For me, this series is a dream come true, a chance to write what my various uh, briefs have never before allowed, pure, joyful, bold, fun, superheroic action, and thanks to Lee, it looks astonishing. That's a quote um, from Tony Daniel, who's one of the artists for Uncanny Spider-Man coming September 6, mm. 2023.
0: Wow. That's I, interesting.
1: I also wrote this down because, like, if you had to mash up two comic books, what do you think you would do? Like, if you could just take two comic book properties and be like, "I'm making an ultimate comic book," because oh. Nightcrawler Spider Man is a pretty awesome blend.
0: It is, especially since usually this my selection of superpowers. Bamfing. <laughs> there you go. Because that seems awesome. Get as quickly.
1: I haven't had a definitive answer yet, but that was the brain teaser that came up with this is like, hmm, if we were to mash superheroes. I was thinking like, I always talk about Scud, the robot assassin, mm-hmm. but give him Wolverine powers, like also make him heal, yeah. add that twist or make Wolverine a, a exploding robot if things go really wrong. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking Hellboy and Forge, if we were taking an X-Men out and putting him with somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was also thinking like a Dragon Ball Z character mixed with, uh, I've been reading a webcomic called Kill Six Billion Demons, Mm. shouting it out just because the name is awesome, but that would just be mayhem. I don't know. There's so many, like just
0: mashing up of a comic book. There's so many options. They've kind of done it uh, actually without realizing they've done it because like Hulkbuster. Yeah. Hulk and Iron Man. It's kind of Hulk and Iron Man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. If you mix Batman with anybody, they'd be (laughs) awesome. Yeah, actually give Batman superpowers. Yeah, give Batman superpowers.
1: There you go. Or make like Han Solo time travel. (laughs) Where would he go? It's like, I'm staying right here. I'm tired.
0: You want me to go go back in the future, kid? Dr. Han. (laughs) I like it.
1: So yeah, look out for Nightcrawler being Spider-Man. Coming to your comic book shelves near you in September.
0: Get that set up in your
1: polls. That is, yeah. Yeah. Go support your local comic book store too. Yes, LCS. Number number. Who's got the number? Ten. Number ten. I rolled a ten. You are eaten by a Gru. No, No, just kidding. They're making a dodgeball sequel. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's number 10. They're making a Dodgeball sequel. Uh, there was an old movie called Dodgeball, a true underdog story. Oh, yeah. With ben Stiller, Vince yep. Vaughn, a whole bunch of people. Stephen yep.
0: Root was in there. Yeah, Alan Tudyk was in there. Yeah. And they're making another one. Oh, wow. This is, I see, this is interesting. Yes. Before you tell me more about it. Go for it. Because I've been feeling in the zeitgeist. Have you been feeling in the zeitgeist? I've been feeling in the zeitgeist. Probably. It seems like there's a resurgence of popularity of that that 2000s era comedy stuff. Yep. Like I hear teenagers talking about like Zoolander and stuff. There's like, <laughs> have you seen? There's that meme of <laughs> uh, of the the when they like bump into each other. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so don't call me what I I forget whatever. So yeah, you know what I mean? don't yeah. call me bro. <laughs> is that what it is? Don't call me bra. Whatever it is. And people have been doing that on TikTok. And when people start doing stuff like that, the thing that comes from gets popular again. I believe it. So suddenly, like, Zoolander is, like, a thing again, okay. just because of that TikTok meme of them bumping into each other. And as such, then it starts to flow out of, like, oh, this is, like, it's it's offensive <laughs> to today's sensibilities. Oh, absolutely. But people are loving that right now, I think. And it's something different, yeah. So I think that that era, which is the era the dodgeball was, because it was when Ben Stiller was, like, at this height. Zoolander, Dodgeball, Wedding Crashers,
1: Anchorman,
0: (laughs) Talladega Nights. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed, I'm, you call stuff sometimes too. I'm calling a comedy movie resurgence. But specifically like the 2000 style. Yeah. I think that kind of like over the top, like, like they have to be like, we're being silly right now. I get it, yeah. So you can't get mad at us because we're being silly. <laughs> you know, that type of thing? Absolutely. And I think a lot of it's also a response to, like, post-pandemic, like, man, everything was really depressing. We just want to be goofy now.
1: I get it. That, and I, uh, more evidence to support your claim, uh, Quasi just came out on Hulu, I believe. Hulu or Netflix? Um, but that's the newest movie from the Super Troopers crew. Mm. And they were big in that around yeah. that time period, yeah. and the, their new movie—it's about Quasimodo, the Hunchback. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful, yeah. And it's—I think it's because like there's a a, a dearth of it, a, a, a need for it. What's yeah. that word? No, yeah, the dearth was right. <laughs> okay. There was a dearth, yeah. <laughs>
0: I think, uh, yeah, I think that everyone got really serious and then, like, the world conspired to, like, be even more serious. Yes. And then everyone went, why are we being so serious? <laughs> why so serious? Yeah, because yeah. stuff can get really crappy. <laughs> so. It is a little concerning because, like you mentioned, Zoolander, they did do a
1: Zoolander 2 a little bit too late. Yeah. And it kind of, it was good, but wasn't didn't have the same lightning
0: that the first one did.
1: It may happen with dodgeball again, but nah.
0: It, I think if they do it like if they do it like a take on like Maverick, there you or go. something like that. There you go, or Cobra Kai. Yes, you know if they're making fun of that kind of stuff. Yeah, like the too old for the person who should be doing it type thing. Yeah, they do have the better
1: setup for it because yeah. Vince Vaughn is coming back and he's still the owner of that gym. It hasn't been revealed who else is coming back, but you know, having that gym be the center point means it leaves it open for a lot of possibilities. Mm-hmm. And the like the underdog comeback story, it's always always open for mm-hmm. <laughs> for movie making. But yeah, dip, dive, duck, dodge,
0: and be ready for dodgeball the sequel. I still laugh at the when he's like throws like the pipe wrench or yeah. whatever. Oh my god. You can dodge a wrench,
1: you can dodge a ball. Bang. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Justin Long just being the, the yeah. scrawny like, oh, oh please stop hurting me. I don't know why that's. I'll always, I'll, I'll always remember that one. <laughs> it's probably from the trailer too, but I don't know. that's it? It's so funny. Alan Tudyk just playing a pirate because <laughs> <laughs> pirate Steve. He's oh, like, "Yar, oh. I'll have
1: your money on Tuesday." <laughs> oh. In the meantime, go ridiculous. watch the original because, as, as evident by our quoting of it, it holds up. Ridiculous. Roll for initiative. Uh oh. Give me a stealth check, a perception check. Fifteen. You got a fifteen on your journalism check?
0: <laughs>
1: Turns out the papers hate you. No. <laughs> more comic book, more animation, more cartoons. Uh, Batman: Cape Crusader has been officially confirmed. Oh. Those are a lot of just vague words when it comes to Batman, but uh, the real gem is Batman: Cape Crusader, which aims to continue the legacy of Batman: The Animated Series with the help of creator Bruce Timm, as well as J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves. Mm. According to the release, it will utilize state-of-the-art animation techniques to reinvent the character in his rogues' gallery with sophisticated storytelling, nuanced characters, and intense action sequences, all set in a visually striking world. So they're bringing back the style and, I guess, tone of Batman the Animated Series, but they're making a new one with the guy that made The Batman with Pattinson.
0: Oh, wow interesting batman the animated series for my money was one of the best batman versions ever and the
1: reason why his villains rogues gallery as they call it is the coolest is Mm because that's where we got to see most of them yeah who knows clayface that didn't watch that show you know
0: it was it, it was really it was one of those one of those classic versions of something made for kids that was Way better than it <laughs> should have been. That's it. That old... Because that's from, like, what? 10 years ago or something like that? Animated series was late oh, 90s, early two thousand. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah 88 well, geez, to 04, something yeah, like that. More than that. Um, but, you know, I think of stuff like... And we've talked about it on this show before, about, like, the Phineas and Ferbs. That's way better than... <laughs> that, you know, the Batman anime series way better than it should have been. Yep. Like, Clone Wars, stuff like that. There's a lot of things that are quote-unquote, four kids that were way better than they are supposed to be. So.
1: And you always get the nerd brownie point. Like, the Lord of the Rings nerd brownie point is when you're watching the movies, you're like, he broke his toe when he kicked the helmet, you know, because mm. all nerds know that. Uh, Batman, the animated series, is like, the reason it looks so cool is because they drew it on black paper. Like, you know, if you're yeah. the animated nerd, you get to point that out every time you watch it. And that is the reason it looks so cool. But Bruce Timm, the guy that was responsible for pretty much the entire look and feel of that show, Mm -hmm. is back for this one. So more Batman cartoons. I'm kind of excited. Yeah. Because that was always the fun part. Batman's neat, but it's who he's up
0: against. that's always interesting.
1: The animated series was the reason we got half the weird, creepy
0: people that were in there. Yeah, you're right. They did a lot of sticking with the villains. Yes. Like you'd spend a lot of time with the villains Mm -hmm. and not as much time with Batman. No. It was almost about the villains. (laughs) Yeah. Because they kind of realized, oh, yeah, you can hang out with Batman,
1: but he's fine. He's only good in short. Yeah. And he starts getting real emo. It's like, fine, Batman, I get it. Yeah. It's not dark enough for you. <laughs> it's, the rain's not wet enough, huh? <laughs> It's like, Bruce, you want some ice cream? He's like,
0: yes. Make sure it's dark ice cream, though. <laughs> Can I get like a mocha or something? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get that coffee that comes from monkey poop? <laughs>
1: Hit that popomatic o matic bubble. Trouble, trouble, trouble. trouble. 18. 18. That's a good roll.
0: That's a hit right that there.
1: That it is. 18. That's a, almost a critical success. Yeah, that's, a solid, that's a solid roll. So we'll give it to you. Uh, we're talking about the Pedroverse. And by Pedroverse, oh. I mean the Pedro Pascalverse. Yeah. The uh, the larger umbrella to the Mandoverse. Uh, but Pedro Pascal is in the news because,
0: one, he's awesome. <laughs> Two, he's the Mandalorian. Three, yeah. he's in The Last of Us. F- By the way, we need to talk about the Last of Us at some point yep. about how it seems like they actually made a good video game thing. <laughs> finally, finally, yeah. Like even Normies are like, oh, yeah. this is a video game. Yeah. Wow, I never knew. Yeah, that that's the true test. Yep. Yeah, even more so than you even said Resident Evil could be a contender, but Yep. like, and you're right, but also not exactly. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's ba- it's, the, it's it has the same name, <laughs> but you know. <laughs>
1: No, Last of Us is one for one, almost yeah. frame for frame. Yeah. Um, and that is doing so well that Pedro Pascal's name got passed on to people that are in charge of making the sequel to Gladiator. Oh. For Paramount. Oh. And so now Pedro Pascal is the lead name to play the lead role in Gladiator. Oh. He won't be playing Russell Crowe's character. No. It's not a continuation of that. But it is Ridley Scott. It's all the
0: same world, same time period. But I now don't, I don't really remember getting to the end of that movie, going like, "Man, I want a sequel." Oh no, yeah, no. It's a it's a <laughs> self contained story. Yeah,
1: because his wife and kid die. Yeah, he he sort of gets the short end of the stick
0: multiple times in that movie. Yeah, interesting.
1: But I kind of buy it. Pedro Pascal as the Roman gladiator, yeah. the, the ancient gladiator. Because uh-huh. I first knew. That's the first time I ever saw Pedro Pascal was when he was the Viper in Game of Thrones.
0: Dude, I forget that he was that. <laughs> I it? Seriously, I yeah. forget that he was that. That was him. I know, but I totally forget. Yeah, God, he's so good. And he's so he,
1: good. And like arena combat, he has that. Like yeah. we get to see it with Mando, but it's all covered up in armor. Yeah. I want to see him like all oiled up in some sandals fighting a tiger. Yeah. That sounds scandalous. I just want to see it because it sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the other Pedro Pascal news is that he is. They did oil him up though. They
0: put olive oil all over him. Yeah, and then they'd sell it. But did you it, know that? Well, it was also because it would help with the wounds and yeah. stuff. Did you know they'd sell the olive oil? I did not know that part. They would with you, like the blood and stuff and the sand in it. Because, it, but because it, those gladiators were like famous, it'd be <sighs> almost it almost like it'd be like if they oiled up NBA players when they played and or, then, or getting their sweaty towel at the end of the match. Yeah, and then they sold like LeBron. <laughs>
1: oil that's <laughs> true you can't sell a brown sweat because there's somebody crazy out there enough
0: to try and clone him <laughs> that wasn't a that wasn't a problem back no. in roman times
1: and then the other tidbit was that there's a there's a big movie called barbarian that's making the news it is a horror movie so we haven't talked about it too much but it is getting a lot of buzz and so there's a lot of focus on that uh creator's next step which is a movie called Weapons, and that's gonna be led by Pedro Pascal as well. So wow. he's just getting all sorts of not even like the same things either. Yeah. Like you could absolutely
0: find a through line through it all, but it seems like he's they're letting him do what he wants. He's well, and from what I've seen from like interviews with him, and the most telling the most telling if you wanna really get to know what a celebrity is like, I think and we, I, we've talked about it before on the show. I know we say that all the time, but I'm just letting people know. Oh, gosh. The Graham Norton show, the best chat show ever. Absolutely. Over in the UK where he has people at the on the couch together and it's very loose and everyone's drinking a little bit. If you watch Pedro Pascal on those, you get to see like the real him. And he just seems like a sweetheart of a guy. Yeah. And a really nice guy. And it really, really seems to me that that goes such a long way in Hollywood because there's so many divas and so many terrible people to work with. It seems like when you get a reputation of being like sweet and nice to work with, you just, it just keeps rolling. (laughs) And I think that's what's happening with him. He seems like a sweetheart. And I think that it's just like, it just keeps rolling because people are like, oh, i got to work with that guy.
1: He's catching a whole bunch of flies with yeah. some real sweet honey. Yeah,
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> some sweet Ar- Argentinian honey.
1: <laughs> I won't make you roll for this, but I do have to, I can't let this Nerd Alerts go unmentioned just because it's so weird. So this will be this will be the final one. I'll leave you on the weird one. Okay. There's going to be more Willy Wonka. Oh, and okay. And it's called Wonka. And the Oompa Loompa is played by Hugh Grant. <laughs> what? <laughs> All those sentences are true. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, it's still going to be based on a real doll Charlie in the Chocolate Factory book. Uh, it's no longer Tim Burton. It's nobody we know. Um, other, th- Well, I mean, sorry. I spoke too soon. It's nobody we know in behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. They've done some Paddington 2 stuff, which has good reports, but no big names. Yeah. What's crazy is Hugh Grant's the Oompa Loompa. We also got Rowan Atkinson. Oh, yeah. Olivia Coleman, Tom Davis, oh. Rich Fulcher, Sally oh, Hawkins. This is a British Keegan Michael Key. Oh well. Matt Lucas, Colin O'Brien, Natasha Rothwell,
0: and Ellie White. It's it leans very, very British, British yeah. other than Keegan Michael Key. Yes.
1: Oh. Who who does show up as like the the sort of bit American part every once in a while because you yeah. can do voices.
0: Wow. It seems like it seems like the, the Brits wanna take a shot at it. Yep. That makes more sense because I was like, why why? <laughs> But now I'm intrigued. I went from like, do we really need another one to you name that cast? And I was like, okay, I guess I'll see that. The cast makes it interesting, but they didn't
1: show any imagery from this because this was announced at uh, what was called CinemaCon 2023, Mm -hmm. which is a convention for actual like movie theater owners and like the vendors for them rather than like the fans of movies. (laughs) So... That was pretty funny. Um, But this is where this was announced, and they didn't show any, like, him in orange or anything. But he was asked about, like, you know, what's it going to be like? And he says, I will be orange, but I will be a perfectly respectable size. Uh, He said, sassily, apparently, according to the interviewer. So, what is a perfectly respectable Hugh Grant size? I do not know. But (laughs) that is pretty much all the details we get. And I do have to say, I loved him in Dungeons and Dragons.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, I know.
1: So, I love me, goofy Hugh Grant.
0: Yeah. It's he's done a nice turn of his uh, career, <laughs> Turn it around. Wow, you know, see they do this to me all the time. I don't know if they do this to you, where you're like, uh, "Are we redoing that again?" And yep. then they have this great cast, and you're like, "Well, I guess it's kind of like watching a Shakespeare play <laughs> again, where they just have a new cast, and you want to see how they do it." Yep. So th- there's this weird, there's this weird line of like entertainment in my mind. Like, plays are a thing that are recast and redone over and over and over again. Oh, for and sure. you can, like, fall in love with a play, and you can see it multiple times, and then you'll sit there and be like, oh, I like the one I saw here better than the one I saw there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw one that had this famous person as the lead, and that was really great. Exactly. But then we get over to, like, movies and stuff, and people are like, why are you making this again? And they get grumpy. So there's, like, a balance of, like, is it okay, or is it... because? That's an interesting way to look at it,
1: though. Like the the theater presentation of it, that makes it easier to tolerate.
0: But I think the difference is is that theater is, like, ethereal. It, like, happens, and you have to be there, and if you're not, (laughs) never again. Whereas, like, a movie, they put it down, and you have it. So if it's something that's near perfect... Then why are you bothering doing it again? That's true. Whereas, like with the play, even if you see the perfect play, well, you're the only one, it's almost like the Tenacious D best song in the world. There you go. You had to be there. Because this is not the best song. This is just a tribute. Exactly.
1: And I could see that because, like, if this was, like, yeah. What's London's Broadway? I know it has a famous name. A West End? West End, yes. Thank exactly. you. So, yeah, you, you see the billboard on West End. is like, Hugh Grant, one week only, playing an Oompa Loompa. That yeah. would sell out in a second. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I get that. As a yeah. movie, I'm still like, hmm, interesting. But as a theater, I'd be like, he's going to do that for a week, and there's no cameras inside? Mm-hmm. I have to be in that seat.
0: <laughs> so I think that's a maybe this is, you know, we talk about positivity on our podcast. It and might you? be the good positive angle to take when they're redoing something that you're not sure. That's it. But uh, with the castle, maybe we don't need to be... uh, Maybe with the new Harry Potter, they will find (laughs) someone who's a better Harry. It's possible. But who knows?
1: (laughs) No, Team Radcliffe all day long. Yeah, I know. But speaking of Hugh Grant and D&D, Honor Among Thieves is now streaming because (sighs) it's June. So watch it yourself. Yeah. Watch it a whole bunch. Watch it
0: over and over again so we get more of them. Yeah, go watch it and then um, listen to our review of it that we did a few weeks ago oh, it was so much fun yeah but beow, 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 nerd oh, alerts nerds. are done our nerd alerts are done oompa loompa over <laughs> <laughs> Uh now you know what we think about the news we want to know what you think about the news yeah you can uh hit us up on all our social medias at assuming pod Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also Gmail us, assuming positions as as at gmail.com. .com. Every week. Every single week. I say Mikey. 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 <laughs> how, do you want me to, how do you want me to format the Gmail? Um, or how do we want them to format the Gmail? I, I don't format it.
1: I will say we have been getting some awesome emails that we'll be getting more into later. Yeah, I think um, we
0: might do a mailbag segment. Oh,
1: that'd be so fun. But for right now uh just tell just just be positive tell me what you're excited about because my algorithm is different than kevin's algorithm who's different from your algorithm oh yeah so tell me what you're excited about because i not only do i like being excited about stuff i like finding new stuff to be excited about so Mm -hmm. just just give me some updates give me your personal nerd alerts that we didn't even cover
0: we want to thank you guys so much for listening we also want to let you know you can support us if you believe in the vision that we have here by bringing positivity into fandom and pop culture, you can send us a coffee. Go you can to, bring caffeine into our uh, lives. Yeah, go to buymeacoffee.com slash pod. And give us some ducats for coffee. get us some of that Samoa Joe. Oh yeah, get Samoa <laughs> Joe coffee. We want to thank you, Pause Front, so much for listening. If you want to see us in person, we will be at BayCon the first week of July. That's down uh, near Houston. Uh, you can go. You can just Google BayCon 2023. It's gonna Bay, be awesome. B a 2023, and you will find all the information there. It's also on the links on our social medias. Yeah. Uh, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. You're the best positrons that ever were. We also want to thank that guy Brad for doing our announcing Nazgot production for our equipment and Jazz R for our music. We hope you guys have a wonderful week. Be good. Be nerds. In the good way.
1: We'll let you figure out what that <laughs> is. So what's the bad way? <laughs>